Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, and welcome to Off in the Asses, a podcast focusing on the IMSA WeatherTech Sports Car Championship. I'm your host, Stu, and on today's show, Laguna Seca might be round four of the IMSA Championship, but it's the first two-hour and 40-minute race of the season. And when you combine infamous corners such as the Corkscrew with an old track surface that has been rough on tires in recent years, then you have the makings for yet another classic IMSA race. Well, we head from the streets of Long Beach to the hills of Laguna Seca for round four of the IMSA WeatherTech Sports Car Championship. And since the last time out, there's been a few notable news stories to talk about. Most notably, I would say, is that starting in 2024, the LMP3 class cars will no longer be eligible to race in the IMSA WeatherTech Sports Car Championship, as IMSA announced that they will be only eligible to race in the VP Racing Fuel Sports Car Challenge starting in 2024. Now, the LMP3 cars, they were introduced to the IMSA grid back for the 2021 season as a means to fill out some additional spots on the grid. However, the class and the cars are no longer really needed for that purpose in IMSA. With the growth of the now GTP class, formerly DPI, stack on top of that the growth of the GTD classes, and it meant that at this year's Rolex 24, There was a waiting list for cars and entries for the first time in years. Add on top of that, there's expected to be even more entries on the grid, or at least interested entries on the grid for next season, and the LMP3 class is kind of being a field filler, is no longer needed for that purpose. Now, of course, the LMP3 class will round out its calendar on the IMSA WeatherTech Sports Car Championship grid in 2023, and it has been said by some of the current LMP3 teams that they are already evaluating the jump up to the LMP2 grid for next season. And speaking of some of those expanded grid sizes, there's a new GTP class car that's going to be on the grid at Laguna Seca for the first time. They are no stranger to the top class of sports car racing in North America, but JDC Miller Motorsports will enter the GTP grid for the first time this season with their Porsche 963. The entry will be driven by Mike Rockenfeller and Tiemann Vanderhelm, and this is the first customer entry for a GTP class team in IMSA. Joining them as a sort of new entry on the grid, but also absolutely not a stranger at all to the world of IMSA, Andretti Autosport is entering an Aston Martin Vantage GT3 in the GTD class this weekend. Jared Andretti and Gabby Chavez will pilot that Aston Martin, and they will continue to focus on selected IMSA Sprint Cup rounds with this GTD entry. Now, this GTD entry comes in addition to their efforts in the LMP3 class, but they are only competing in the Michelin Endurance Cup in their LMP3 entry. If you might have noticed, there's quite a bit of LMP3 talk going around here, but they are actually the only class that will not be present for the race this weekend at WeatherTech Raceway Laguna Seca, as this weekend the GTP and both of the GTD classes will be joined by the LMP2 class once again after they missed the last round at Long Beach. 
Released in the lead up to the race, IMSA has made a couple of small BOP adjustments to some of the cars. Starting in the GTP classes, there were a number of weight adjustments made. The Acura will increase by 4 kilograms in weight. BMW will shed 5 kilograms of weight. Cadillac will lose 1 kilogram of weight. And Porsche will gain 2 kilograms of weight. Not really anything too significant here. Acura will still remain the heaviest at 1,049 kilograms, while the Cadillac will be the lightest at 1,030. There are also some small power adjustments made here with the Acura gaining one kilowatt of energy, BMW losing five kilowatts, and Cadillac losing one kilowatt. This means that Acura is still the highest at 515 kilowatts, while the Cadillac is the lowest at 511. Meanwhile, in the GTD class, really for the first time all season, things have remained relatively status quo across the board. A couple of small adjustments here for the BMW, as they see a 10 kilogram weight increase. However, that's going to be coupled with a six horsepower boost across all boost levels. So they're kind of going to cancel each other out, if not be a net gain, probably for that BMW. McLaren, meanwhile, is the only other car to see an adjustment as they will lose five liters of fuel capacity. All right, let's get into a little bit about the track. WeatherTech Raceway, Laguna Seca. And it does have a long history of racing here in Laguna Seca, dating all the way back to 1957 and in fact racing in the area has dated back even farther to 1950 but it was not until 1957 when the track that we pretty much know today opened its doors after there were safety concerns that really required a proper race facility to be built after racing on pebble beach for a number of years laguna seca held its first race on November 9th, 1957, and the total cost to build the track at the time was $1.5 million. Today, the track is operated by the Monterey County Parks Department, and the track hosts numerous racing series, ranging from IndyCar, Trans Am, and MotoGP. But they also hold large motorsports events, such as the Rolex Monterey Motorsport Reunion. Now, over the years, the track has undergone some fairly significant changes. The largest has been the addition of the infield section of the track. Present day turns three, four, and five basically did not exist, and there was previously a very fast portion of the track that connected modern day turns two with turn five. This was replaced with the infield portion of the track that we know today and was a significant upgrade in safety. And since then, there's been numerous other safety improvements that have been completed around the track, such as increased gravel runoff areas and just additional runoff space in general. The track is also seeing a new round of upgrades currently as well with a new pedestrian bridge that if it's not open for this race, I know they were very close to opening it. It will be open very soon. And then also the entire track is set to be repaved later this year. It was initially supposed to be repaved before this event, but unfortunately heavy rainfall in the area prevented that project from being completed in time. A lap around Laguna Seca starts with the very long front straight into the slight kink of turn one and a heavy braking zone into the Andretti hairpin or turn two. Drivers will then accelerate onto the infield portion of the track into the right-hander turn three that is followed by yet another right-hander in turn four. Coming out of turn four they head towards 
where the track starts to go up the hill heading into turn five, a medium speed right left-hander, sorry, that uh, is really important to put the power down nicely from up the hill into turn six and onto the Ray Hall straight. Again, a fast and flowing portion of this track, which leads you to the top of the hill and into the heavy braking zone for the corkscrew that will drop drivers down to the left and the right as they continue downhill into the rainy curve, turn nine, and into the right-hander of turn 10. Coming out of turn 10, it's important that you get a good exit here heading into the final corner of the track. You can also see there the very difficult pit road entry that is at Laguna Seca as the driver heads out of turn 11 and completes their lap around Laguna Seca. WeatherTech Raceway Laguna Seca features 11 turns and is 2.238 or 3.6 kilometers in length. The most famous corner though around this circuit is definitely the corkscrew, which is otherwise known as turn eight and turn eight A. Now this corner features a very hard left-right combination that drops drivers 59 feet over the course of that quick combination. Now in case of 59 feet doesn't seem like that much to you, that's the equivalent to five and a half stories. In fact, the elevation drop doesn't stop there as from the beginning of the corkscrew corner to turn nine, the total drop in elevation is 109 feet or just over 10 stories. So if you're going to be a fan attending this race, you definitely want to make sure you bring your climbing shoes for this one. Now heading into this race, we see a very strong entry list of 38 cars. Of course, they're going to be spread across four classes with nine entries in GTP, eight in LMP2, five in GTD Pro, and 16 GTD class entries. Now in 2022, 117 laps were turned by the victorious number 10 Konica Minolta Acura driven by Ricky Taylor and Felipe Albuquerque and they will be looking to repeat their victory from last year and in the other classes the drivers who are looking to repeat their 2022 class victories are John Ferrano and Luis Delatraz in the number 8 Tower Motorsports LMP2. The number 9 FAF Porsche won here last year. It was driven at the time by Matt Campbell and Mathieu Jaminet. Of course, they will both be in their GTP rides this weekend. And in GTD, it was the number 16 Wright Motorsports Porsche that was driven by Ryan Hardwick and Jan Halen. Now, with 38 cars present on the grid... There is going to be plenty to watch for in this weekend's race. However, Laguna is not a track that's the easiest in the world to pass at. There are still some good passing opportunities, though, most notably in the long run down the front straightaway through the, the small kink that is known as Turn 1, and the good passing opportunity is the heavy braking zone into Turn 2. Another heavy braking zone where you might see an opportune overtake take place is into turn 11, which is the final turn on this track. This is the second sprint race on the season, but it is the first race that is the standard two hour and 40 minute race length. And really at the end of the day, it's going to be the teams that can find the best strategy to keep them out of traffic as much as possible. And of course, also the drivers that can keep their car on the tarmac and out of the sandy stuff they're going to find themselves in contention for victory at the end of this one. One thing that you're definitely want to keep, going to keep an eye out for this weekend, though, is historically we haven't seen too many full-course yellows here at Laguna. And with many of the teams likely planning for just a 
two pit stop strategy, a full course yellow that's thrown in in the middle of this race could throw a lot of teams significantly off their strategy. And another sort of unknown variable here is are the tires and not the tire warming fiasco that we're seeing play out in the World Endurance Championship right now. This is with the tire wear itself on this is a, an old track surface and one that is notoriously harsh on tires. It is certainly going to be a talking point heading into the race and during the race this weekend. Weather-wise, it looks to be pretty darn good this weekend. The Sunday forecast calls for 22 degrees Celsius or 72 degrees Fahrenheit right now. And it looks like there's virtually no chance of rain here in Laguna Seca. So if you're hoping for a, some wet racing to spice things up a little bit on the strategy front, that's not going to happen. But it is going to be a beautiful day for racing. As for my picks for this weekend's race, well... In GTP, I feel like this is almost too easy of a pick, but I'm going to do it anyways. It's the number 10 Wayne Taylor Racing Acura of Ricky Taylor and Felipe Albuquerque. They've looked so strong this entire season. They've been the, I would say, the most consistent GTP class car. Uh, they haven't necessarily gotten the results that show that yet, um, having crashed in a couple the last two races very late in the uh, in the running there but I think they're going to finally pick up their first win of the season their first at least win that they can celebrate on the top step of a podium this weekend in LMP2 I'm going to go with the era motorsport entry they've had a rough little start to the season starting at Daytona and then carried some of that bad luck to the beginning of the 12 hours of Sebring as well. They rebounded in that race and they actually picked up a nice podium position. I think they're going to keep that luck sort of snowballing in their court and they're going to have a really good race here at Laguna Seca. In GTD Pro, I'm going to pick the number 14 Vassar Sullivan Lexus again. I think they're going to go back to back this weekend. They have looked just so strong this year and uh, I think they're going to pick up their second win in a row after they won last race out at Long Beach. GTD is a tough one. There's so many strong competitors, so many good entries. It really is going to come down to traffic management as well as strategy in this one in the class and I think it's going to be the uh, Turner Motorsports BMW that's going to come out on top. Yes, we're going to see a taco celebration at the top step of that GTD podium. And for a quick glance at our championship standings thus far in GTP, it is the number six Porsche Penske Motorsports Porsche that leads the way with 955 points. They're just one point ahead of the number 31 Action Express Racing Cadillac. In LMP2, it is the number eight eight tower motorsports entry that leads with 375 points they have a 25 point entry over the number 11 tds racing car in gtd pro it is that number 14 vassar sullivan lexus i said they've had a strong season well here's your proof the points kind of back it up they have 1067 points and they are 73 points ahead of the rolex 24 winning number 73 weathertech racing mercedes and in gtd it is the number one paul miller racing bmw that leads the way there they have 1008 points they are 99 points ahead of the number 27 
part of racing Aston Martin. One of the things that I love the most about Laguna Seca is just the sheer number of support series that IMSA brings to this track. And there's going to be some great racing on all weekend long. In terms of TV coverage, it's going to get underway Saturday at 2.45 p.m. Eastern Time with the Mazda Itamitsu MX-5 Cup there, their first of two races. And you can catch that on IMSA TV. At the conclusion of that race, approximately 3.50 p.m. Eastern Time, the WeatherTech Championship will head out for their qualifying session. That You can catch that on IMSA TV as well. After that session is concluded, keep it on IMSA TV because the Lamborghini Super Trofeo they're going to be going out for race one of their weekend. And you guessed it, you can catch that on IMSA TV. And it should be noted, you can catch those races on IMSA TV even if you live in the United States. However, the one event that's going on on Saturday that you cannot watch on IMSA TV in the United States is the Michelin Pilot Challenge. At 7.25 p.m. Eastern Time, the Laguna Seca 120 will be available to watch on IMSA TV. Or if you're in the United States, then you can catch it on Peacock. The racing doesn't slow down on Sunday either. The second race of the weekend for the Mazda Itamitsu MX-5 Cup will be on IMSA TV at 11.30 a.m. Eastern Time. Keep it locked on IMSA TV for the Lamborghini Super Trofeo Series. The second race of their weekend will go right after that at 12.35 p.m. Eastern Time. The IMSA WeatherTech Sports Car Championship goes for their two-hour and 40-minute race. The Motul Course de Monterey powered by Hyundai N. What is with these mouthful names, teams, races? They're, that, that, that's a long name. Regardless of how long the name is, though, the race is still only two hours and 40 minutes. And you can catch that on IMSA TV, or if in the, you're in the United States, then you can catch that on NBC. Well, I think it's safe to say that with the exceptional racing that we've seen so far this season, Laguna has some pretty big shoes to fill. That's going to wrap this one up, but before you go, make sure that you are subscribed on your favorite podcasting app so that you never miss an episode. You can also follow along and interact with us on Twitter or catch the video version of this show on YouTube at Off in the S's. Once again, thanks for tuning in. I hope everyone has a great race weekend and doesn't go Off in the S's.